right, guys. Welcome to Real Men Talk. I am excited. Today is our Christmas episode, and uh, I am excited to talk about. We're going to look at Christmas through the eyes of Joseph, from the man's perspective. From the man's perspective, and we are here with Kyler Sal, and we are excited for this Christmas. We need to be playing some Christmas music. Here we go. Get ready on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys, here we are with Mr. Kyler Sal. What What is up, guys? Yeah. That's old school. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So I, I'm just I'm just super excited. Um, we're gonna be talking about Christmas, but we're but I want to start off talking about Christmas through the eyes of Joseph. I think this is a little bit different perspective than you typically hear. And and this is this is a a a Kyler Sal thought here and I'm I'm so glad that he's here on on here with us because this is this is genius. I mean it's a it's a man's podcast, right? Where I mean we're men. And right. so to look at it from a man's perspective and the man that we're going to be discussing is is Jesus's father. And so you know have you have you ever wondered what went through Joseph's head? Like what what must have been his thought process when Mary come to him and was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Call TLC. We could probably get a a show out of this right now. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not back then, but it was, it was hilarious. Like, so I was watching this preacher because uh, after I thought about this idea, I went back and I was like, okay, well, who surely somebody's done a message over this? Because I was like, I want to see what other people talked about. There is this, it's called uh, the Christmas story from the social media perspective. <laughs> and what they do is they get on Facebook and it, ha- it gets like Mary from the very beginning, like they're engaged and they are talking about Jesus and they're talking about like what they're going to name them all. So they kind of stuff, but it, it talks about the very beginning. And it's like, I'm, I'm pregnant. And then they're like, well, it's like Mary's friend, number one, Mary's friend, number two. And they're all commenting on her post. And it's like, well, what does Joseph think of this? Well, and I was like, to be honest, like if that happened nowadays, that's what they would do. They'd post it on social media and take a poll. Maybe what, what should we do? What should, what should what, we do? Should I tell Joseph? Should I not tell Joseph? Like, where am I at? Drama, drama, drama. It is. But you think about it and you're like, I don't but to be honest, sorry, to bring it back. If you if you look up the social media though, look up the social media Christmas story. It's it's funny because it, it it's stupid. I mean, that's what it looks like today. But but yeah, but I mean for real. Um, so let's let's set a little bit of of a background. So if you're not super familiar with like a, a Jewish history, and don't get me wrong, I'm no scholar. Um, but I'm just going to give you a little tidbit of what I know, you know, you know Google but scholar. Yeah. Yeah. I just ask a lot of questions is what it is. 
Ask Jeeves know, hasn't been around in a long time. I know some really smart people. <laughs> oh, man. The number one rule of ministry is you always forget who you stole it from. That's true. There you Those go. Those are my words. <laughs> it's not plagiarism if you give them credit later. That's right. That's right. Josh Reasons. And um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just joking. But um, so so Jewish history at this time in you know, women didn't have much credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, women were more seen as property than they were anything else um, for a, a woman to to cheat on her husband. Um, it was it was this huge deal. It brought disgrace to everybody, um, not only. Not only to the woman, but to her family, to every you, you know everybody involved, and uh, men pretty much just got out scot free. It was never about the man; it was it was always about the woman. She was always the one to blame, and uh, and so we see Joseph, and, and I want to credit Joseph for his his character because we see a lot of the character of the the man that God chose to be Jesus's earthly father. And in the beginning of Matthew, okay, so we go to, um, you know, of course, verse 16, um, it shows, you know, their betrothed or whatever and, and all this stuff. But 19, it says, so her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Mm-hmm. And this shows a lot of his character right off the bat. So Mary comes to him. She's like, hey, I'm pregnant. And what had to go I, like I, I try I try to wrap my mind around this, you know, so so she here, here Mary is Mary knows at this point, Mary knows that she is she's pregnant and the baby is mm-hmm. is of God. Okay, so so she knows. And she comes to him, she's like, Hey, you're not you're not gonna believe this. This is not my fault. I, I'm pregnant, but it's like I, I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't do it. God <laughs> this is God's fault. <laughs> this is not me. This is this is not me. I, I did not do this. I promise you. God God did this to me. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. and Joseph going. Oh, okay, you're you're lying. you're crazy. Yeah, like yeah. like he had to have thought, you know, because you know she had to have explained it to him at least a little bit. And you know, we see here Joseph, even though he's got to think she's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> decides, hey, we're we're going to get a divorce, and we're I'm going to do it secretly, you know. But then you then you jump down from between verse 19 and then verse 20. It says, but after he had considered those things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what was what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And it's it's one of those things. It had to have been an angel. It had to have been an angel. You know what I mean? Like, right. it had to be. 
Well, and you think there's about it. no other way that he would have believed this situation. No. And if you look back at the Jewish culture, what we what we think of as engagement and marriage is completely different. So they had arranged marriages. So Mary and Joseph were arranged to be married about 12, 13 years old. Okay. That, that starts the engagement process. You are promised, promised to whatever. And then they go through when they get older and they're ready to go through, they go through a year, a year of marriage and you can't touch your wife. Like you can't, you you're married. Like it's a year worth of a marriage ceremony, but you can't touch her. You can't do nothing in that year. Like think about what Joseph thought about that whole time. I mean, what's the first thing that you want to do once you're married? I mean, come on, we're men here. Yeah. Let's yeah. just, Put yeah. it in perspective. He wanted to get get. get he wanted it. to get it on. Yeah. Okay. So, but at the same time, once they're married, your wife comes to you and she's like, "God put a baby inside me." He's like, "I haven't even gone there yet." But at this, but and it's hard because you're like, man, like this is ridiculous because and don't, I'm not calling the Lord ridiculous. So nobody go report me or anything, but. But it's hard to think like he's waited since he was 12 and 13 years old. So me and my wife, we got together in eighth grade year of junior high. We're It's junior high here, middle school, other places. And we've been together, I mean, with a little bit of gap years in between there, but we've been together since then. So if you, you think about it, like from that time on, he has waited, he has been there and he's this person. And now your, your wife comes to you and you're devastated. Like, so now he's got to... And we never see this from Joseph's perspective. We always see it from Mary's perspective, which, I mean, yes, she does play a vital role in this. She has to carry the baby. She's got to go through all the pregnancies. She's got to do that. I get it. That's why majority of the time when people have baby showers, it's for the women, not the men. Right. I get it. But you got to think about his emotions in this. Like he's waited this whole time for all of this, been patrolled. He's ready. To, he is ready to be a father. He's ready to be a husband, fill that role. And now his wife comes to him and is like, hey, I'm pregnant. And now he's got to divorce her quietly. Like it's hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so like, I, I, I agree. I agree. You know, and God knows our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew Joseph's thoughts. He knew what kind of a person he was. He knew that he was a good guy. Um, but he knew that it had, it was going to, it was going to be difficult on him. It had to have been, um, you know, you come down here to verse 24. Uh, you know, of course, God had come to him in a dream. And um, verse 24, it says, when Joseph wake up, woke up, he did as the, Lord, as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he married her. Mm-hmm. But I wanted, I want to point out the point that, that it was because he commanded her to do it. And, you know, even at this point, like there had to... You know, because you go down to 25, you know, he went ahead and married her, but Mm -hmm. did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to the son. So, you you know, like you have this year process or whatever. And then another nine months on top of that, you know. All right. So so we're all guys here. You you know what I mean? You know what? What kind of conversations did did he have to have with guys? You know, be like, ah, dude, was, you know, was the weight worth it? Mm-hmm. Was it worth it, dude? You know what I mean? You know, yeah. hey, you know, and him going, um, sure. You, yep. you, you know what I mean? Like that. Just it. All these, all these things taking place. All these t- things taking place. 
and not that Mary did not have a a hard role in in all of this. You, you know, she had to carry Jesus. She was the mother of Jesus, but she got to carry Jesus for nine months. Mm-hmm. She, she a mother builds a relationship with a child in nine months. Uh, yep. A father, you know, to to an extent, he does, but not like a mother. And when that baby comes out and you know that it's your seed, that is your baby, like there's an attach, there's a bond that grows there. But I wonder what, what it would have been like for Joseph when Jesus was born, you know, and he's thinking, that's, that's not my baby. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Just, just the, because we're human. We're human. We have these thoughts. We have these yeah. thoughts. Now we know, we know, uh, according to, to Matthew, that Joseph was a good father. You know, you, you see him looking for him, you, you know, when, when Jesus was, was in the temple, you know, and, and then on top of that, on top of everything else, he had raised Jesus. Could you imagine what that had been like? <laughs> it's been tough. Like, dad, I'm watching you. Yeah, like you're always wrong. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, like, but there is none. You know, I tell my kids all the time, I'm always right, even when I'm wrong. I'm right. Right. No, don't, I heard all the time. Don't dispute my word. Don't dispute my word. Like, if if you had Jesus walk around as your kid and he said something, you're just like, okay, all right, yeah, right, right. Jesus like, looking at you like you filthy sinner. Right. Well, I mean, think about it. Like when Jesus was gone in the temple, like he was inside the temple preaching and teaching as a kid and his parents go to look for him. He goes, am I not supposed to be about my father's business? Like right. he shuts them down right then and there. It's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess so. You're right. You know, so it's I mean, hard. <laughs> I mean, he, Joseph was the earthly father. Right. But, but he, Jesus also is part of the Trinity. So, I mean, right. he's got, it's, it's a hard concept there. Like Joseph did his best. I mean, he was a carpenter by trade and back then they taught their kids what to do. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, he played the earthly father role, but there came a point where Jesus matured on his own Jesus. Cause I mean, if you read in the Bible, eventually Joseph was not in the story anymore. And right. I don't know exactly what happened. If he maybe passed away, if he was sick, most, most believe that he eventually passed away. Um, right. But he's he's got to fill that earthly father role to the best of his abilities. But think of it. Jesus knew why he was there. I mean, yes, I'm sure as a young age, at a young age, he wasn't he still got to be a kid. He was still God made flesh. He still got to enjoy the earth and he got to play with other kids and that kind of stuff. But as an earthly father, he he was confined. So it was hard for Jesus or for uh, Joseph in that situation. It had to have been. And then to then you look at the the story surrounding um, the birth of Jesus, the you know having to to flee people trying to kill him and you know trying to be that protector um, even even in you, you know even despite all the thoughts that must have been going through his head, mm-hmm. you know being that spiritual protector, you know the angel come to me hey, hey you know, Herod's trying to kill the baby. You know, you've, you've got to get out of here. You've got, you know, you've got to go over here. You got to, you know, you got to go here. And, 
and to do that and still love the way that he did and take care of Mary the way that he did mm-hmm. and look after her um, despite what may have been going through his his carnal mind, you know, um, shows a lot of character of Jesus uh, of Joseph mm-hmm. and. You know, and of course, we know that, you know, like we had talked about that, you know, the angels coming to him and and all these things. Um, But the, you know, and then like, and, and I try to think, you know, in here you, you end up in, in, a, in, a, in a manger, you know, here they're in, they're here in this barn mm. when it comes time for birth. Yeah, and he had to have been thinking, what in the world is going on? What what is what is happening? Right. You know, and Jesus Jesus being born, they lay him in this manger, and then these dudes show up out of nowhere, you know, wanting to worship this son. You you know, so I, I think at one point, like there had to have been a lot of com- confusion. And different things like that, but I I would imagine that once the birth happened, and you had the shepherds show up, and you know, so several years later, the the wise men show up, or however long it was, um, the wise men show up with these gifts and, and and all this stuff. That there had to become this realization that oh my gosh, this is this is for this is really happening. We don't think about it. I mean, the this first is time- for real. God talks to him as a Matthew one twenty one. It's like you're going to name him Jesus, and then he doesn't hear from God from then on. And like you said earlier, like women get to they get to build the bond with the baby. Like Mary is feeling Jesus moving in the womb. Like to her, it's real because mm-hmm. she is living it. Joseph is just he's watching from the outside in. He doesn't get to experience what it is to be pregnant. He doesn't get to experience everything until. Nine months later, he's just making preparations and living, stepping by in faith. I mean, he can see she's pregnant, right? But to to fully grasp, like, and to keep those reminders that this is God's baby. I'm sure, like, he was reminded on, but it doesn't say in the Bible that he was ever reminded. But to go back to his character, like he, God spoke directly to him at all times, yes. and then when the baby was finally born, like, it did become reality. When all these people showed up, I mean, random people were there to worship this king. It finally mm-hmm. got to be reality for him. All he got to do was, yes, he received God's word. But, I mean, there's oftentimes where we receive God's word. And then it's a week or two later or we experience really good church service. And it's a week or two later. And it's it's in the background of our thoughts. It doesn't stay there. Right. So I'm sure that was just like him. I mean, yes, the angel greeted him came and talked to him and was like, yes, you know, we're going to name him Jesus. I understand he's going to save people from his sins in Matthew one twenty one, But until Matthew two thirteen, when the angel of the Lord is like, Hey, you got to get up and get out. He doesn't mm-hmm. hear from God again. So that's hard to not yes. have those constant reminders, but it was, it finally did be able to come to him or it finally came to realization when the birth of Jesus actually happened. Yes. You, you know, and, and the obedience of Joseph to God is what's the word I'm looking for is such an example of what we should be 
you know, you know, here, you know, all these circumstances that, that are laid before him. And every time, every time God's like, hey, you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to go to you're going to have to go to Egypt. Herod's trying to kill the, these babies. You know, he's killing all this. Um, you're going to have to go to Egypt. Then, you know, hey, now you're going to have to come back to Nazareth. You know, and you see that constant obedience um, from Joseph. And Joseph plays a vital role in our Christmas story that never gets talked about. Huh. It never gets talked about. It never, it never, nobody ever sheds really any light on it. And it's such an example to men everywhere that, you know, really every one of us are in Joseph's situation. And what I mean by that is this, you know, our children may be of our seed, but just as Jesus, just as Jesus was was put there, was a gift to to Joseph as an earthly father. Our children are a gift to us. And when it all boils down to it, we're not, we're only to be obedient. As leaders, as as earthly fathers, we're only to be obedient to to our heavenly father. Because just like in all these situations, when when he told Joseph, "Hey, you got to get up and get out. You you you've, you've got to go." Joseph may not completely understood what was happening, mm-hmm. but he knew that he had to be obedient. And we can learn so much in this Christmas season from Joseph and his obedience and his willingness to follow God, no matter what. No matter what the, the anybody else may have said, no matter what um, what thoughts that we have in our mind, um, all those things, you put all those things aside, and okay, God, whatever it is that you have got, I'm going to follow, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And I, the other picture that it paints is that Joseph is just like, and if you look at the story, he is just like our heavenly father. He, the devil is constantly trying to attack us, trying to kill us, trying to, you know, make it to where the, the final story of what God wants for our lives to play out. I mean, he tried to kill Jesus from the very beginning. Joseph listened and he protected him over and over again. He, he made sure that he listened to God and Joseph without a doubt protected Jesus over everything. I mean, it wasn't even, I mean, it was his kid, but it mm-hmm. wasn't his kid at the same time. I mean, it right. didn't have to be exactly from his blood, but we are of Jesus's blood. We are of his lineage. We are his chosen people. I mean, well, besides the Jews are chosen people, yes, but he, he has called each of us to be a part of his, his family now. And that's what our Heavenly Father does. And if you look at it from Joseph's perspective, I mean, it paints the perfect picture for us. He's always going to protect us. He's always going to guide us. He's always going to pave the paths for us if we will just sit and listen like Joseph did. He was compliant the whole time. Uh, Matthew 1, 24 through 25 is where it talks about when Jesus woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. Um, He married her and um, he moved on. And then he woke up again and he told 
the angel of the Lord came to J, uh, to Joseph in two thirteen said, "Hey, get up and go." Like it, it never said in any of those verses that Joseph argued with the angel. It never said right. anything about Joseph, you know, not wanting to do anything, fighting the angel, nothing. Question, yeah. nothing. All it said was Joseph was compliant. He got up and he did what was commanded of him. And if we do what's commanded of us, the God's going to look out for us. Our father's going to look out for us. And that's what Joseph did. He looked out for his son by following what the Lord commanded him to do. And it, it paints the perfect picture of what us as men need to do. We just need to be compliant and listen to what the Lord says. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, well, we're going to take a little bit of break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, Christmas, kind of kind of the just an encouragement in this Christmas season. Uh, we'll be right back. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys. So I, I want to give a little bit of encouragement. I want to talk a little bit about uh, you, you know, if if you've if you've paid any attention at all in the last several Christmas seasons, um, we see more and more people trying to remove Christ, just as they have in every other in our, in our schools, in our government. You, you know, it's just another another way of them trying to remove Christ out of uh, out of our society, mm-hmm. and. I want to encourage you men and women, if you're listening, um, to stand up, 
to stand up and be like, I, I absolutely refuse. I absolutely refuse. I will stand for what is true. We celebrate Christmas for a reason, and that reason is Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. He came. He was. He came to Earth, one hundred percent God, became one hundred percent man, and lived a life just so he could die. A, he willingly, willingly sacrifice himself for us, and it means so much to us that Jesus did those things. That's the only reason why we can spend eternity in, in heaven with him is because he he paid that price for us. And I don't ever want us to, to forget or negate um, what Christmas really represents. I hope I hope that that you spent tons of time with your family. I hope that you eat well. I hope that, that you're able to get everything that you were wanting, that you were able to give, all those things. But when it all boils down, when it all boils down, Jesus Christ is the center of Christmas. And if nothing is given, if nothing is is received, if nothing if you if you're whatever whatever the situation is, Jesus is still at the center. We are still celebrating Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes, and it's it's harder for people when Christmas is on a Sunday. And that we've been trying to make family plans and trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to do Christmas. But it shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't be a question as to, am I going to go to church on Sunday? Am I not going to? Like the whole point of Christmas is that Jesus came and he came in the most, I mean, it wasn't the best of circumstances. I mean, he was literally in a manger and then he was fleeing for his life from the very beginning. I mean, he, I mean, his life was in jeopardy from the beginning and his life was in jeopardy at the end. So we can take two to three hours. Most people at church service is an hour nowadays to give God our time. And that even goes back to tithing. You can tithe your time and go to church on Sunday on Christmas because he is the whole reason. He is the reason that we are here. He is the reason that we continue to have a eternity. He's the reason, I mean, he is the way, the truth, and the light. I mean, he just, he is Jesus. And so we need to take our time and give that back to him and worship him on Christmas for what he did for us. That's right. You know, and, and, and I know that it's kind of cliche, um, you know, that it, it, you hear all the time, but Jesus really is the reason for this season. And without him, you, you know, the, especially Western culture has, has, advertise Christmas as a time of, you, you know, as, you know, even, even kind of good stuff, you know, giving and being able to spend time with family and all this stuff, you know, but it, you know, they, you, it really aggravates me when I see things like, you know, well, happy holidays and people don't say Christmas mm -mm. or you'll see somebody type out Xmas you know, what's, what's the purpose of that? Well, there's only one purpose for that. There, there's only one reason to do that, and that's to take Christ out of Christmas. And you you cannot. He is Christmas. He is the reason we have Christmas. The only reason Christmas exists is because we celebrate our Lord and Savior. And it's such a vital time. 
And I want to encourage you guys. You know, I seen a pastor the other day, and I won't I won't mention anything because you know I I know him, and I would imagine that he probably didn't mean anything by it. But I, you know, he had put Happy Holidays. You know, it, it was it was some kind of Christmas program or whatever, but it never said Christmas. So I only said ha- Happy Holidays, and I, it really it really agitated me because, and, and I know that it, it, it may seem small. I know that it may be, it may seem small, but it is such a big move when you begin to you know remove people or remove Christ out of Christmas. I I, I read this article. Um, I, I wish I could find it now, but it was talking about how there really isn't any attack on Christmas. That Christmas is still here. People still give gifts, and and this is this is what the person is saying. You know, people still give gifts. We still have the season. Um, you know, everybody still decorates, and you know, people just say Happy Holidays to be more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? More um, uh, thoughtful to our Jewish and Muslim brothers. This, this is how it was worded. And I was like, wait a minute. No, absolutely not. It does, it does not matter what the Jewish and Muslims believe. We celebrate Christmas because of Christ. If that offends them, they can just not celebrate it. They have that right. They don't, well, no. they don't have to. And look at what our whole country was founded on, religious freedom. We should be able to express our religion. And it, it in this article, it may be similar to the one that you were looking at. I don't know. It says it's estimated that 80 to 85% of the people in our country still consider themselves Christians. So we're looking at 15 to 20% of our population as being atheist, agnostic, or another faith. So we're, we are literally appeasing a very small minority of people because we are going to just try to make them happy or, you know, we don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes. But I mean, there comes a time where, I mean, this is, this is our season. Like this is our time Mm -hmm. as Christians where we get to, we get to put on the Christmas plays. We get to put on the extra, um, bells and whistles. I mean, sometimes it is what it is, but it brings people into church. Like this is our time to say Merry Christmas and to bring the yes. true reason for the season. Cause a lot of times this is the only time people actually hear the message of Jesus. They either come to church on Christmas or Easter because their grandmother wants them in that pew. I mean, yep. think about it. There are some people who that's the only time they come to church. So we as Christians need to step up. And as we, we as men need to step up, say Merry Christmas. And it's, it's a small reminder. I mean, if you think about it, it's just a small reminder that Christ is here, Christ is in Christmas, and it will give us our hope for the season. I mean, it helps us. If anything, if you just say the words and think about it for a couple seconds, I mean, it's Christmas. There's Christ, and that's the whole reason that we are here. And we've got to stop trying to appease the small minority of everybody and stop letting people tell us that we're getting too upset over something. No, we're not getting too upset over something. We're stating our opinions just like everybody else does. And so say, Merry Christmas. That's right. You know, and let it be a reminder. Every time you say of it, be conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Every time you say it, thank Jesus for what he did. Every yes. single time, thank him. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Because without him, we're lost. Without him, there's no hope. And so um, just, I just want to give that reminder, you know, that encouragement to really, really push 
you know, do not allow people to take Christ out of Christmas. He is the only reason why we celebrate. And, um, you know, even the people who don't celebrate Jesus, they don't even realize they are still celebrating Jesus because it is Christmas. And, uh, and let them know that Christmas, Christmas, I will always say Merry Christmas. And it, it's, it may be small to some people, but it is my way of thanking God for what he did. It's my way of thanking Jesus for what he's done and why he came. And it's my reminder. Um, so if you've got any questions, email us realmen at palacepraise.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Roman Ministries, Roman Talk. And, uh, and as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. And thank you for what you've done in this season. Coming as a man, humbly, and giving your life for us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri.
We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.